Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to another episode of Mystery Bible. Uh, This episode, we are going to look at Abraham. We're going to go back and take a look at Abraham's family. Uh, The the Bible doesn't go much uh, into it, but we're going to use the Bible. We're going to use the book of Jubilees. We're going to use uh, the book of Jasher. And we will take those books and we will uh, work with those And I'll pull out some from other sources so that we can get a picture of who Abraham and his family was. And uh, it's really a fascinating story that the Bible does not go into, but the Book of Jubilees does. Um, It talks about um, his father being in the high courts of Nimrod and uh, that uh, he was one of the leaders there within that court and so we're going to take a look at that relationship with his father and Nimrod then we're going to take a look at uh, uh, his father his father did some crazy things and we will see um, how uh, he gave up one of his sons actually lied on one of his sons it caused his death and uh, it was Lot's father and that's why when we pick it up in 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 the Bible, we'll, with Lot, we see that he is—he's um, just his nephew, but his father is not there. And it gives us the backstory within the other books how his father died, what happened there. So there's a lot to go to and talk about within this um, episode. I'm excited about it because, again, it brings new light into Abraham. Abraham is a figure that is in every religion, basically, um, as far as any kind of Eastern religion. Um, in Islam, he's in Christianity, Judaism, and all of those things. So we are going to look at this man that the Bible calls the father of faith, and we are going to get a whole story of him and his family. So we'll be right back after this. Bible as we pick up about Abraham. There's a lot about Abraham written. Uh, There's so much information out there about Abraham and I'm trying to condense it, keep it um, uh, understandable and you know trying to do the best that I can with this guys because there's so much information. I want to pick up with um, in Genesis chapter 11 after we hear about um, the confusion of the language at the Tower of Babel, the Bible goes straight into Shem's family record, and it just lays down the um, 
who is the father, who begot who, and so forth. And I want to make a little note here. This is the last generation before where I call the, um, you, you begin to see the effects of climate change. And uh, I've done a study about this before as the, um, after the flood, when the, the heavens uh, floodgates were open, uh, it is believed that the firmament broke. And as the firmament broke, that protection that was there, um, the lifespan of mankind began to erode. And these guys, when you look at the lineage of, of um, Seth, you'll see that um, a lot of those guys were the last that lived 900 years, um, you know, 500 years and all that type of stuff. Um, you see when you get into Abraham's generation, then you start seeing that the people were living uh, somewhere about 150 years, 175. I know Abraham was 175 years before he passed. And so I believe that after the time of the flood, um, climate change began to happen and it started back then and it is here today as well. Uh, so when we do see Abraham, because the Bible tells us that he was born, um, Tarot um, was his, uh, his dad and um, uh, it uh, goes into, picks up from, from um, from 24, it says that Nehar lived 920 years and begat Tara. And Nehar lived after he begat Tara 119 years and begat sons and daughters. And Tara lived seven, 70 years and begat Abram, Nehar, and Haram. Now, these are the generation of uh, Tara. Tara begat A- Abram, Nehar, and Haram, and Haram begot Lot, and Haram died uh, before his father in the land had a native in Ur of, of the Chaldees, and Abram, and Nahar took them wives. The name of Abram's wife was Sarai, and the name of Nahar's wife was Malka, the daughter of Haram, the father of Malka, and the father of Iskar. But Sarah was barren, and she had no child. And Terah took Abram his son, and Lot, and the sons of uh, Haran, his son's son, and Sarai, his daughter-in-law, his son Abram's wife, and they went forth with them from Ur of the Chaldees to go into the land of Canaan, and they came out to Haram, and they dwelt there. And the days of Terah were 205 years, and Terah died. So, we see that um, these guys uh, moved around. I know um, uh, he, that Abram was a part of that. He has um, his, he moved to Ur. He stayed. He was there for a while. He went to Salem, thirty-nine years. Then he moved to Canaan. Um, I think he he went back to uh, Haran, then Cana, then Haran, then Cana. Um, and so forth. Um, uh, he was uh, 10 years. We're going to go. I wanted to go back into some of the history of him, of Abraham, because we don't know much about him. 
and that's why I want to take some time and go back into him. He was born in 2053 in Urs of the Chaldees, and his father, as I mentioned, uh, was uh, Tara. And we find that in the book of Jasher. There's a lot in the book of Jasher. There's a lot in the book of Jubilees that talks about uh, Abram before he um, was called by God. And it talked a lot about his father as well. For his father was one of Nimrod's top guys. And there was a prophecy. Um, uh, let, let me, I'm going to take you to that so that you can see some of the stuff that was going on with these guys. Uh, I'm going to take it in the book of um, Jasher. The book of uh, Jubilees also have um, some stories about Abraham and as well. So I'm going to try and go back and forth and uh, give you guys a better picture of some of the things that was happening back there. There was so much um, going on and um, that I think it's fun to, to get a chance to know and, uh, you know, to get a better picture of, of what was going on. And so Tara was, um, he was a prince. It says here in verse uh, chapter 7, verse uh, 49, And Tara, the son of Nahar, prince of Nimrod host, was in those days very great in the sight of the king and his subject. And the king and princes loved him, and they elevated him very high. And Tara took a wife, and her name was um, uh, Athel Amthelo, the daughter of Car- Carbono, and the wife of Terah conceived and bare him a son in those days. Terah was 70 years old. He begot him, and Terah called his name of his son that was born to him, Abraham. Abram. In those days, um, you named your son usually after the grandfather. So um, uh, he, the grandfather was Abram. And the grandfather is usually on the mom's side that they would name that child. So Abram was born. And um, we know that uh, from reading this that the, there was a party at his house. And all the, the wise men that were a part of Nimrod's um, group, all his conjurers and all of they came and hang out at Tara's house uh, to have a party that the night that he was born. And when the wise men and the conjurer went out from the house of terror, they lifted up their eyes towards heaven that night and looked at the stars, and they saw, and behold, one very large star came from the east and ran in the heavens, and he swallowed up the four stars from the four sides of the heaven. And all the wise men of the king and the conjurer were astonished at that sight, and the sages understood this matter, and they knew um, it, they know the importance of it. And they said to, to each other, This only beckons the child that has been born to terror this night, who will grow up and be fruitful and multiply and possess all the earth. He and his children forever, and he and his seed will slay great kings and inherit their land. And the wise men and the conjurer went home that night, and in the morning all the wise men and the conjurer rose up early and assembled in an appointed house. 
And they spoke and said to each other, Behold, the sight that we saw last night is hidden from the king. It has not been made known to him. And should this thing get known to the king in the latter days, he will say to us, Why have you not, why did you conceal this matter from me? And then we shall all suffer that. Therefore, now let's go and tell him, the king the sight which we saw and the interpretation thereof, and we shall remain clear with him. So these guys got together and they went to, they knew what it was, and they came to the king and they said, Hey, um, this is what we saw, and we want you to know about it. And it, um, he made some decisions. Let's go on and we'll see because it's really fascinating some of the stuff that happened behind the scene. And so um, I'll pick up at the 11 and the servants and thy servants were astonished at the sight which they saw and were greatly afraid. And we made our judgment upon the sight and we knew our wisdom and proper interpretation. Therefore, this thing applied to the to a child that was born in Tara's house. So uh, these guys, they're continuing to tell the king what's going on. And multiply greatly and become powerful and kill all the kings of the earth and they inherit all their land and his seed forever. And now, O Lord King, behold, we have truly acquainted thee with what we have seen concerning this child. And the king heard the word and seems good in his sight. Uh, this is what they, they suggested. If it seems good to the king to give his father value of, of, for this child, we will slay him before he shall grow up and increase in the land and his evil increase against us, that we and our children perish it through his evil. And the king heard the words of and seemed good in his sight, and he sent and called Terah. And Terah came before the king, and the king said to I have been told that the son was yesterday born unto thee, and after this manner was observed in the heavens at the birth. And now therefore give me the child that we may slay him before his evil spring up against us. And I will give thee uh, for his value the house, thy house full of silver and gold. And Terah answered the king and said unto him, My lord and my king, I have heard these thy word, and thy servant shall do all that his king desireth. But my lord and king, I will tell thee what happened to me yesterday. I, that I may see what advice that the king gives his servant, and then I will answer the king upon what uh, he has just spoken. And the king said, speak. So Tara begins to negotiate a few things here with, this, with, with the king. And he tells him that um, what I'm going to do is give me a couple of days, and I'll bring him to you. And so... Um, <laughs> uh, you know, here is uh, Tara was pleading for his son. And uh, so let me read 26. I beseech thee, my Lord and King, what is this which thou didst say unto me, saying, Give thy son that we may slay him, and I will give thee silver and gold for his value. What shall I say with silver and gold after the death of my son? Who shall inherit me? Surely then my death, uh, the silver and the gold will return to my king who give it and you know so uh, the king again he's negotiating um, he keeps telling him that he's gonna buy his son and so forth 
Here is Tira's final answer. He says, and Tira answered the king, saying, I beseech thee, my lord and king, uh, to let thy servant speak a word before thee, and let the king hear the word of his servant. And Tira said, Let my king give me three days uh, time uh, till I consider this matter within myself and consult with my family concerning the words of my king. And he pressed the king, and the king agreed with this. And so what Tara does is that he hid Abraham in a cave. It says in 35, and Tara took his, Tara took his son um, secretly together with his mother and nurse, and he concealed them in a cave and brought them uh, provision monthly. And the Lord was with Abram in the cave, and he grew up, and Abram was in the cave 10 years. And the king and his princes, Sage Suze and Sage, thought that the king had killed Abram. So um, Abraham switched um, uh, the, 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 the kid. He switched and he brought some other uh, child. And they thought that he had killed the kid. But the kid was um, in uh, the cave. He's there for 10 days, 10 years. And um, it tells us that, as we continue to read, it says, Haran, the son of Terah, Abram's oldest brother, took a wife in those days. Haran was 39 years old when he took his wife, and the wife of Haran conceived and bare him a son, and he called him Lot. And his wife conceived again, and he had a daughter, Melka, and she conceived again, and the daughter was Sarai. And um, this is the Sarai that is becomes um, Abram's um, wife. Uh, it goes on in verse 4. It says, Haram was 42 years old when he begot Sarai, which was in the 10th year of Abraham's life. And in those days, Abraham and his mother and nurse went out from the cave, and the king and his subject had forgotten the affair of Abram. And so we see that Abram was, lived in a cave for... Um, uh, 10 years, Sarah was born, she's 10 years uh, um, his, uh, younger than he is. And after he came out of the cave, it says Abraham came out of the cave and he went and he lived with Noah and Shem. And he remained with them to learn the instruction of the Lord, his ways, and no man knew where Abraham was. And Abraham served Noah and Shem, his son, for a long time. And Abraham was in Noah's house 39 years. And Abram knew the Lord for from three years old, and he went in the way of the Lord until the day of his death. And Noah and his son Shem had taught him and all the sons of the earth in those days greatly transgressed against the Lord, and they rebelled against him, and they served other gods, and they forgot the Lord who had created them in the earth. And the inhabitants of the earth made unto themselves, at that time, every man his God, gods of wood and stone, which could neither speak, hear, nor deliver. And the sons of men served them, and they became their gods. And the king and all his servants on terror with all his household were then the first of those that served gods of wood and stone. And so we see that uh, Babylon, um, Nimrod was the one that instituted all these 
worship of gods of uh, as we see here they were the first to serve gods of wood and stone and before that it was not done uh, you had before that the um, the Incas and they were the fallen angels that they served as gods uh, but now they have um, wood and stone and uh, we see in verse 8 it says that Terah had 12 gods of large size uh, made of wood and stone and after 12 months um, after the 12 months of the year and he served each one monthly and every month Terah would bring his meat offering and drink offering to his gods thus Terah all the day all all the days and so if you look in the book of Jubilees it talks about how um, Abraham comes and tries to get his father from uh, tries to talk to his dad about uh, serving all of these um, these God. He tried to convert him uh, from from you know doing this and serving God. So what we'll do is take a break and we'll come back because again there's so much and I just want to read it to you guys because um, in church they don't read it to us. Um, I can interject a lot of things here. I've studied all kinds of books about him, but he's very important being the father of uh, the three main religion. And, uh, uh, but what we'll do is just take a break and I'll come back and I'll read some more from uh, Jasher and from uh, um, Jubilees for you to get a picture of what was happening behind the scenes. Because like I said, we just, in the Bible, we just knew that God called him. But there was a lot of stuff happening within his family, and so we'll um, we'll talk about that some more, and uh, right after this. back to Mystery Bible. As we continue to look at the book of Jasher, and then I'm going to see if I have enough time to go over to the book of Jubilees, because again, there's so much. I gave you what uh, we saw in the book of, um, the, in the Bible. And to, as a young Christian growing up, I, and I never really thought that Nimrod uh, ever knew um, Abraham or anything like that. We were never told that the inter in intersection of, of Nimrod and uh, Abraham's family. We were never told that in church and stuff like that until I started to begin to study on my own to see that there is so much that our teachers are not talking about when it comes to the Bible. They never talked about the Nephilim. They never um, uh, spoke about any of these things about evil spirits because we all thought that evil spirits were fallen angels but um, when you read the book of Enoch and uh, you see that that's not the case when you read the book of Jubilees and so forth and Jasher you see that that's not the case that the evil spirits are the offsprings between the um, angels and human uh, the women which were the Nephilim and their spirits 
uh, roam the earth. And those are the evil spirits uh, that the Bible talks about. And it's not the fallen angels, the 200 or the 200, nor any of the third that left with Lucifer. And that 200 was just a part of that third that left. So none of those guys are, um, are evil spirits. They are simply fallen angels. And that's the difference that we were never taught in the Christian dome because we thought they were the same thing. Anyway, um, that's just my two cents. As we see, as I mentioned before, that Abraham was there. Um, uh, the Bible tells us, not the Bible, the book of Joshua says, and Abraham said to himself, so, so let, let me go back up and we'll talk uh, uh, um, further. We see that Abraham's father and everyone at the time were just um, uh, worshiping gods of uh, wood and stone. And this was the first time this had ever happened. We saw that Terah had uh, large uh, stones and wood, and uh, he had 12 of them, and each one of them he would, um, he would worship monthly. And uh, verse 9 we'll pick up, And the generations were wicked in the sight of the Lord, and they thus made every man his God, but they forsook the Lord who had created them. That's one of the things that always baffled me about people making their own God and then worshiping their God. That doesn't make any sense to me because why would I worship something I made? I'm bigger and better than that thing I made it. So why would I then um, go and worship something I made? So that's really something fascinating about that. It just tells you about the depravity of man that he refuses to to believe God, but he would uh, put his faith in something and worship something that he made. Anyway, and there was not a man found in those days in the whole earth who knew the Lord, for they served each man his own God, except Noah and his household, and all those who were under his counsel knew the Lord in those days. And Abram, the son of Terah, was waxing great in those days in the house of Noah, and no man knew it, and the Lord was with him. And the Lord gave Abram an understanding heart, and he knew all the works of this of that generation were vain, and all their gods were vain, and were not of uh, no avail. And Abram saw the sun shining upon the earth, and Abram said unto himself, Surely now this sun that shines upon the earth is God, and him will I serve. And Abram served the sun in that day, and he prayed to him. And when evening came, the sun set, and usually, and Abram said unto himself, Surely this cannot be God. And Abram still continued to speak within himself, Who is he who made the heaven and the earth? Who created upon the earth? Where is he? And night darkened over him, and he lifted up his eyes towards the west, north, south, and east, and he saw that the sun had vanished from the earth, and the day became dark. And Abram saw the stars, moon before him, and he said, Surely this is the God who created the whole earth, as well as man. And behold, these his servants are gods around him. And Abram served the moon and prayed to it all day and all night. And in the morning when it was light and the sun shined upon the earth, 
as usual, Abram saw all the things that the Lord had, God had made upon the earth. And Abram said unto himself, Surely these are not of gods that made the earth and all mankind, but these are the servants of God. And Abram remained in the house of Noah, and there he knew the Lord and his ways. And he served the Lord all the days of his life, and all the generations forgot the Lord, and served other gods of wood, stone, and rebelled all their days. And King Nimrod reigned securely, and all the earth was under his control, and the earth was one tongue and a word of union. So we see that um, Abraham was Abram was here at the time of um, of uh, Nimrod. Uh, Noah was still here. Uh, Seth, all of these guys, uh, the patriarchs, were here when this um, gentleman, where his dad actually had. Cush uh, had stole the um, the the garment that God had made for Adam and Eve, and uh, he gave it to 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 Cush, and Cush gave it to Nimrod because he loved Nimrod. Nimrod was twenty something years old when he put it on, and the Bible tells us that he began to become a mighty man, and so um, we see that uh, uh, that he's here. With Nimrod, but uh, the book of um, Jubilees goes into a lot of the things that he did as a child. Uh, he came on the scene, and um, at the time when there was a great famine on the earth, and um, he um, it tells us as we read that um, this famine was caused by uh, Lucifer and the evil spirits. The evil spirits, Lucifer was using these evil spirits to get his um, all of his stuff done uh, that he wanted to have mankind, um, uh, all the sins and, and rebellion that mankind uh, was putting in place. Lucifer was using these evil spirits for his bidding to accomplish what he wanted. And the book of uh, Jubilees goes in uh, to those things. We first saw them in the sense when Noah's son um, were being led astray by them, and they came to Noah, and they asked Noah. Noah prayed, and um, uh, uh, Lucifer was there, um, and he actually asked for a portion of them because it says there were so many of them that they were um, over overtaking all the human beings at the time. Uh, I suggest you take that book and you go and read the book of Jasher and the book of Jubilees uh, for yourself because there's so much of it that is in there that I can't uh, go into all of it. I'm just basically uh, going over some of them so that you can get a picture of um, Abraham's family before Abraham was called um, and a little about Abraham as well. Uh, in the book of Jubilees, it talks to us that um, uh, that uh, this son, it, it reads this way in 16, and this child began to understand the error of the earth, that all went astray after graven image and after uncleanness, and his father taught him uh, writing, and he was uh, two weeks old 
when his father began to, to teach him writing and he separated himself from his father. And that's when, you know, he went into the, um, uh, his father placed him in the cave. Uh, um, and uh, he, like, as I mentioned, his father would come monthly, bring him food and all that type of stuff. But his father tells us here, began to teach this child at two weeks of age. And um, the book, the Hebrew book of legends tells you about a bunch of stuff. And I've read a lot of those legends in that, the book of legends. I've read that book. Um, so again, I suggest to tell you to go and, you know, read some of that. So it tells us that uh, Lucifer was sending ravens to eat up all the, the stuff, the seed from the earth as they were planting. And so there was a famine around that time that um, uh, his father was planting and, and he was losing, um, you know, losing crop. And Abram uh, um, began, at, he, uh, okay, let me read it to you so you could see. It says that, and the seed time came for plowing of the seed upon the land, and they all went forth together to put protect their seed against the ravens. And Abraham went forth with those that went, and the child was a lad of 14 years old, and a cloud of raven came to devour the seed. And Abram, Abram uh, ran to meet them before they settled on the ground and cried to them before they settled on the ground to devour the seed and, and said, Descend not, return to the place whence you came. And they proceeded to turn back. And he caused the cloud of raven to turn back that day 70 times. And all of the ravens throughout all the land where Abraham were, there settled there not one of them. And all who were with him throughout the land saw him cry out. And all the ravens turned back. And his name became great in all the land of the Chaldeans. And there came to him this year all those who wish uh, to sow, and he went with them until the time of sowing ceased, and they sowed their land. And that year they brought enough grain home and ate and were satisfied. And in the first year of the fifth week, Abraham taught those who made implementation of oxes, the artifacts in wood, and they made a vessel above the ground facing the frame of the plow, an improvement method of sowing by means of a seed scatterer attached to a plow um, is here described. And so this, they believe that this was an invention that was made by Abraham. Um, this mark in advance, the note says, this mark in advance on the primitive method of scattering the seed by hand and its invention is, is ascribed to Abraham, Abram in the rabbinical tradition. Noah is the inventor of the plow and uh, the kindred instrument. Uh, so here we have um, that uh, it's, it's ascribed that um, Abram, he is the inventor of the, 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 this new way. 
uh, so that the seed is under and no more the ravens can go and grab it. And it says that after this, many there were vessels above the ground and the frames of the plow. And they sowed until all the land according to Abraham commanded them, and they no longer feared the birds. And so here, this young lad kind of um, guide them as to and the power that was in him as he spoke uh, to the ravens with his relationship with God. And it came to pass in the six weeks, this is around 1904 a.m., in the seventh year thereof, that Aram said to Terah his father, saying, Father, and he said, Behold, here I am, my son. And he said, What help and profit have we from those idols which thou dost worship and before which thou dost bow thyself? And so he begins to come to his father and kind of talk to him um, and say to him, these guys, this is wooden, you know, there's nothing here and that you need to start worshiping God. And he actually, um, uh, what he does is actually set his house uh, on fire. And as a result of that fire, um, it uh, his brother died. And so... Uh, there's a lot of family dynamics that was happening at this time, and it's really interesting, and I should suggest that you guys go and grab that book and just sit down and read. There's so much in the book, and I want to thank you guys uh, for following me. I ask that you subscribe to, to the channel and that you invite more people to come and walk with us as we learn about who we are through the Bible and we, next time we'll pick it up where we see that the Bible picks up after the, the, um, the Tower of Babel took place. And now men began to separate and go their different ways according to their, their, their tongue. And I, when I did a study on, the, um, on each um, lineage, on Japheth, Noah, not Noah, Japheth, um, Ham, and Seth, I traced their lineage all the way through and I showed you guys about that. Um, and we'll see that they go back, uh, they separated, and uh, upon their separation, we see that the, the nations are now born and the tongue and the image and this thing about um, Nimrod spreads to all the different uh, cultures because of who he was. I talked to you guys about the different, the three groups that um, came against God and how God judged those three groups. And um, he, he killed some, he, some that wanted to put idols up in the heavens. He turned them into apes and monk and, and elephant. Um, and we know that one of um, the religions uh, worship apes and elephants out there. So, um, but I want to thank you guys for following me, and I do appreciate you, all those that support me financially. I do appreciate you, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I, it is my hope that you will join me and that you will, uh, we could walk together so that we can become effective for the God in this world. Thank you for listening to Mystery Bible. Let's walk through the Bible and learn of God and His beautiful mercies. 
and all that he has provided for us, that we may become effective for his kingdom and change this world. Check in every week for a new episode. Search for Mystery Bible on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Breaker, Outcasts, Radio Public, and many more. Thank you for listening to Mystery Bible. Let's walk through the Bible and learn of God and His beautiful mercies and all that He has provided for us that we may become effective for His kingdom and change this world. Check in every week for a new episode.